Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thank you for listening to AFR. We appreciate it. I'm Tim with Fred. If you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Should you want to watch this here show on the World Wide Web, go to, go, uh, go to YouTube or Facebook and just simply type in today's issues. And we also post the stories that we talk about on our Facebook page, but we live video stream the show there. Steve Jordahl joins us now. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Hey, before we get to your news, Steve, yes. we left Chris hanging. Good well, to meet you, Chris. <laughs> I created this problem, Steve. Yeah, or Chris <laughs> left us hanging, whatever the case may be. Chris, uh, what, what were you trying to share from your heart yes. <laughs> before before we ran out of time? Listen, this uh, I appreciated him for saying this, and uh, it was on national television, so I wanted people to uh, be aware of it. Uh, just to set up the clip again for people that didn't hear the previous uh, hour, um, Goya, a Hispanic-owned uh, company, they make all kinds of foods here in the U.S., been around for decades. They are celebrating their 85th anniversary by donating a ton of food to all kinds of charities. Now, the CEO of Goya Foods, Robert Yununwe, was on Fox & Friends talking about this today, and he said, you know what, the last year has been difficult for Goya. It's been difficult for all kinds of businesses with people pushing for lockdowns and shutdowns and all kinds of restrictions. But we felt led by the Holy Spirit to do what we're doing and he went on to reference the Bible, clip 10. They've tried to kill our spirit by sh shutting us down. Uh, the, the whole economy, not just Goya Foods, as an essential business, we kept working with courageous people. I really think uh, we've been guided by the Holy Spirit throughout this uh, ordeal because they've been trying to kill the spirit, but that won't yeah. happen. Uh, we work courageously throughout this. We've been very successful and it's if we hadn't been working, we wouldn't be able to give back one morsel of food to all the people in need. So we're very uh, fortunate and blessed to be able to give that back. Uh, and as far as courageous, you know, it's written 365 times in the Bible, be not afraid. And that's been our motto. Uh, keep working, keep working courageously, stay open. So uh, we're happy to be able to give back. There you that, that was a, what was the gentleman's name? Robert Ununwe. And what's his role? He is the chief executive officer of Goya Foods. Well, good for him. Yes, giving credit to God and Amen. You might wonder yeah. why his company's been around for eighty-five years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never bought any of his food, but I may now. Yeah. I I buy their cookies. Oh, you do? They're great. Goya 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 cookies. They're okay. wonderful. Have to check that out. Yep. Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much. All right, Steve. Yes. Um, Steve, we did not talk last hour. I think you were going to bring this up. If so, let's bring this to the top of the news yep. uh, here, and that is what the United States military announced yesterday. Absolutely. So yesterday, uh, President Biden put out an order, and um, he has ordered the military to start taking steps to mandate the COVID-19 vaccine for everybody that's in uniform. Now, they're active saying, duty. Active duty in uniform. So they're saying it's it's, it's short of imposing a, a vaccine mandate right away, but they're trying to work it into all a list of all the vaccinations the soldiers need to get just to be in the Army. 
or the Navy or the Marines or the uh, whatever military branch it is. Um, and uh, they say, well, these soldiers are serving in countries that are. Well, all right, let me ask you guys this. Uh, I think there are 1.3 million active military uh, around the world here and here and abroad. What if I'm a 20 year veteran? I'm just going to uh, military and I don't want to get this experimental vaccine. Am I, am I booted? Huh? That's the thing. Here's the difference. Yes, I, I agree. I, I have military background in, in Canada. You get vaccinations. Uh, but you consented to that prior to joining. Consented right? to it. But the vaccinations that you've been getting have been tested. Right. Gotcha. And approved. Gotcha. gotcha. They, they are old medicine. Historical. Yeah. yeah. Hepatitis. Yeah. All, 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 no, all of no problems. And we've had decades of, uh, of people get it now. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So. So for Biden to kind of say, let's just throw that into the mix. No, these are not approved by the FDA. These have not been tested. They're not even vaccines. They're not vaccines. They play with the RNA. Yes. That's, that's, that's good. They're they're not vaccines in the, uh, maybe in a generic sense they are, but they're not even, they're not, they're shots like a flu shot. Yes. They're not like a smallpox vaccine, for example, something like that. So, uh, Man, that just seems like you could potentially lose ten to twenty percent of active military if that's what you're going to tell them they have to do. Um, I don't know. Is this is this been a, uh, is this going on going it's, on? Is this been approved? It's the intention yes. of the administration. Does the uh, commander in chief have the authority to order that? Well, well the, the the military, yes, uh, the military. I know you surrender your rights, a lot yeah. of rights when you go into the military. But yes, they have it, the authority because the belief is is that you're going to be uh, deployed anywhere in the world. Yeah, and it might take you into places where certain diseases are more prevalent, and so they get you ready for gotcha. that. Gotcha. They get your immune system ready for that. Now, I also heard though that the uh, federal, uh, the uh, Food and Drug Administration is set to approve the Pfizer. Uh, shot next week sometime or very soon, mm-hmm. which would make it official. It wouldn't be called experimental any longer in terms of uh, the FDA stamp of approval. How do they do that? Because it takes literally years of testing to figure out the side effects and the long-term effects. I, I'm just, they- I, that's a good question. I don't know. I, it's, it's just what I heard. Yeah. Brent, Google that and see if uh, that was, I just dream, dreamt that. Uh, I don't, I don't, I think that's correct. Uh, Pfizer and the FDA. Just Google that and see what comes up. <clears throat> so, yep, still be long. No, there's no way you have long-term clinical trials on something that's less than a year old. So, you know. Well, the FDA is an arm of the government. And, yeah. you know, Joe yeah, Biden's I, the I, boss. I agree, but it, 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 I think people do count on that for a lot of you know, for at least some level of assurance of safety, right? Uh, we we do for our food, okay? So we'll uh, see if I'm right on that, though. I think it was a Pfizer one. I wonder if – here's what I've wondered, and this I get maybe we need a, a lawyer on to answer this who knows – maybe Abe would know the answer to this. Uh, heretofore, a word we'll be using tomorrow on <laughs> Trivia Friday. There you go, yeah. Heretofore – uh, the companies that have manufactured the vaccines have been immune from lawsuits. Right. Is that correct? I believe so. They were granted immunity by the administration. Because of the emergency 
nature of the crisis. The government insisting you be put out. They can't be held liable. Okay. So when these companies said, hey, we'll rush this through. We'll get this out, but you, but, but we can't be held responsible uh, legally, financially, if something goes wrong. Basically, it's, that was the trade-off, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed, they would have said, taking the normal two to three year process or whatever to get this, uh, have, have the long-term clinical trials. My question would be if you are then officially approved by the food and drug administration and the word experimental, uh, at least legally comes off, for example, the Pfizer, uh, vaccine next week, if that happens, does that mean then that you're, not protected as a company any Legally. longer from lawsuits? Yeah. I don't know. Do you know the answer to that? I do not know the answer. It to would that. depend on how the contract is worded. Yeah. Uh, the There may be an, uh, even an exemption that is extended beyond if <clears throat> the FDA's approval. Yeah. And I'm sure whichever whichever way they go, there's going to be a court battle about that. Somebody, somebody who's far well, if I, off. you know, if I'm Pfizer or Moderna or Johnson and Johnson, and I'm the CEO of that company, or I'm the I'm the lawyers representing that company. I'd do the same thing. Sure. You know, I would say, listen, you're you we're being we're rushing this out, and and this is not normally how we do things. And so, if something goes wrong, we don't want to go bankrupt. Yeah. So I think that was the trade-off with the federal government. Uh, but I just I just wondered, you know, if they become the official final stamp of approval is put on this if that means the uh potential for being sued goes away um do you know anything brent i'm getting i'm working with him yeah i've got a confession to make to you i was in the middle of finding another article to post to our facebook when page, i said what i said and you didn't and hear me that's correct so i assume you're wanting well to, i'm gonna i'm gonna I just sent you the text what, is a, uh, what does a priest do <laughs> He, absolution. Uh, okay, I'm just going to give you uh, today's issues, absolution, okay, uh, right there. And I appreciate your confession, but we all fail, Brent. <laughs> and so I don't, I don't think you should be too hard on yourself. Uh, okay, Brent. The question was, which Steve's already Googled. No, I just I, okay. I, I sent the question. Steve to said he was doing it, but oh, well. Here's what I want you to Google, Brent. Read my lips. Okay. You ready? Google Pfizer. Mm-hmm. And that's not with an F, Brent. I know you went. I know you went to school where I did. PH. That's PH. No, PF. PFI. That's not PH. <laughs> PhD, which Brent, you you know where I have. <laughs> it's becoming more obvious. Uh, uh, Steve, our California boy over here, knows how to spell Pfizer. Spell it for him. P F I Z or Z. Yes. E R. All right. That's how you spell Pfizer. You got it. Yes, sir. Now type it, now do a space and type in FDA. Okay. Got it. And tell me what pops up. Uh first thing is Politico article. It All says right. FDA targets early September for approving Pfizer's COVID nineteen vaccination. Okay, so Tim was right. If I can speak yes. in third person. <laughs> I did hear that correct. So early September the FDA is set to approve the Pfizer shot as being what? 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 Is that? what read, read that first paragraph for us again. Well, it's just a headline that I was reading. It said okay. FDA targets early September for approving Pfizer's COVID vaccination. 
Okay, what else? Read the first paragraph. Well, my iPad is hung up. Okay. I'm trying to load it. Brent, this is two excuses in two minutes. Uh, Absolution is getting a little... Three strikes and you're out. Your, uh, your, 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 <laughs> exactly how did your iPad get, quote, hung up? What uh, what outlet are you reading? Uh, Politico. Politico is what I'm trying to click Politico. on. So Politico is, left, is a left-wing uh, outfit. Uh, but, all right. Uh, all right, you got it, Steve? I do. Okay, the Food and Drug Administration is expected to approve Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine by early September amid a resurgence of cases that have heightened pressure on the administration to get more Americans vaccinated while the agency has long eyed the fall for guaranteeing full licensures, officials have recently accelerated their work and now hope to finalize approval in a matter of weeks. Um, regulators keep author- going. Regulators authorized Pfizer's two-dose vaccine for emergency use last December, followed quickly by Moderna. But full approval is a higher bar that health officials hope will nudge hesitant Americans towards getting the vaccine. They are saying that they are pulling out all the stops to get it done as quickly as possible. Pulling out stops? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound reassuring. That's go ahead. I want to go back to yeah, that. The FDA is an arm right now of the Biden administration. Okay. I'm suspect. Here's Jerusalem Post headline uh, from yesterday. Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine linked to rare cases of eye inflammation, according to a study. So there you e- EYE inflammation? Yes. Yes. Where, where, 20, is it, where, are you read, where are you reading this? This is Jer- Jerusalem, Jerusalem Post. Post. Yes. Okay. So uh, there, there you have it. The, the Biden administration, uh, that's a very interesting way of putting things in that political, that uh, they're hoping to give people some comfort if it gets a rubber stamp. Now, just what? imagine for a moment, Biden administration says, hey, FDA, let's let's – Let's hurry this up. You sound get, like Kamala Harris, Fred, who uh, doesn't want to get a vaccine because Trump's down in the basement with his white coat on producing it. <laughs> I, I, huh? I, I just, when there be, if, is it possible? Let me put it this way. Is it possible the Biden administration speaks to the FDA and say, hey, can we push this ahead? Because if you give, give the rubber stamp to this, then people will feel more comfortable in getting the vaccine. All I'm saying, is it possible that's happening? Then I read this Jerusalem Post article that says a study has shown uh, the vaccine, Pfizer, linked to rare cases of eye inflammation. Okay, you want my opinion on that? Hmm. Why, is that why I'm here? Yes, sir. Okay, I, I don't know whether your, uh, your uh, skepticism is right or not. I would, I would say that my opinion is, and that's all it is, is no. I don't think the Biden administration would pressure the uh, Food and Drug Administration to rubber stamp this uh, because it, that would be a bombshell mm-hmm. if that were uh, exposed. And the chances in this day and age of being exposed that exposed to the public. If the public learned that the Biden administration was pushing them, that is the FDA, to approve this, where they bypassed their normal research studies and protocols, uh that would be that would be very bad for the Biden administration. Yeah. So that that's just my opinion. Yeah. Hey, th- those kinds of things that you just mentioned, though, they've been done in the past. They have, uh, you know, the, they have the, polling. The, they have polling that says thirty percent more people would take the vaccine if it were approved. Right. Well, 
Yeah, and and they and they want everybody to get the vaccine. So you you could be right, Fred. I'm just saying that I don't I don't believe there uh, I don't there's no I don't believe that right now. Um, so I know there's a lot of listeners saying there goes Tim again. He just <laughs> poor naive brother. I'm just you know I don't think there's a, a devil under every rock. There's a devil under three out of four, but <laughs> there's not a devil under every rock. All right, you're listening to. Uh, today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the military because you're talking about 1.3 active, 1.3 million active military. I'm gonna guarantee there's 2.1. Oh, there's two over two there's million active. 2.1 is the, okay. the number I'm reading here. Okay, well then, uh, you know, there's going to be 10 to 20 percent of that number that if forced to get a vaccine, they may drop out. Well, remember, they may retire. Remember what uh, President Biden said just in the last 10 days. He says uh, we're going to force federal government employees to get the vaccine. And he extended that beyond if if you're a private firm that contracts with the federal government, we're going to start demanding uh, that your people get vaccine. Now we have Microsoft, as I was mentioning yep. a few minutes ago, Microsoft announcing yesterday that all its employees are going to have to be vaccinated. And anybody that wants to just even get in the building. So contractors, yes. mm-hmm. guests. Yep. All right. Thanks, story, Steve. All right. Um, you remember back in the 70s and 80s when we were talking about athletes who would come over, like for the baseball teams from Cuba or Soviet athletes to the Olympics and they would defect? Yes. It's happened again. There is a sprinter, Olympic sprinter from Belarus, who defected this week to Poland, which was probably a surprise to everybody that like crossed the Danube or whatever river they they had to cross to to defect from Poland at the time. Her name is Kristina uh, Timonovskaya, um, and she she hopes to compete in more games. But she says she decided to go because she was pulled from competition because the Belarusian team officials were upset with her because she criticized the country's sports authorities on social media. Hmm. And so she said, so she went to the airport, and she just got on a plane to Poland. <laughs> now she's hanging out saying, I, I want to run for Poland, not Belarus. Wow. Hey, on a good news story, you guys didn't know I'm going to bring this up. This is out of Houston, Texas. <clears throat> you know, the professional baseball team there is called the Houston Astros, It right? is, right? Well, they have a, a starter, one of their players, is pretty well known, named Alex Bregman. B-R-E-G-M-A-N. Well, he uh, is. He was. Uh, he he stopped on the side of the road to help a uh, father and a teenage son uh, when their car broke down. Mm-hmm. This is in Houston. This story is being reported, or I saw it on Fox News. Uh, but anyway, that uh, the that's just. A good news story right there, yeah, Phil. Phil nice. you, can, you can go to Fox News and read about it, but, uh, you know, most people don't stop anymore mm-hmm. to help people. And, and, and That's for, the plot and, of, It's the plot of that movie with, uh, with um, the baseball movie the, that had Kevin Costner in it. He stopped to help a woman on the side of the road, and romance followed. Uh I wouldn't recommend Yeah, that's not real life, though, Steve. <laughs> well, that it just that turned, never it just happens. It real life. Okay. <laughs> then it, but, but anyway, I just thought it was pretty cool that uh, professional 
yeah. baseball player, celebrity, and the community stops to help people, a father and son who have stranded on the side of the road. Uh, I wouldn't advocate in today's world stopping unless you know it's safe, right? Yes. Do people stop anymore? To uh, I think uh, some people do if they, they – Like know. you, you got to feel like it's safe, right? Yeah. Last time, uh, my wife and I, Allison, we stopped. This is probably 12 – this is 15 years ago. And it was at night on the highway. It was between Starville, Mississippi, and Tupelo. And we it was after a ball game. We like 10 o'clock at night, we stopped. Because the car broke down, the lights were flashing, and then about a mile ahead was a man walking. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, chances of that being a setup is almost zero. That's, you can't fake that, right? So mm. we knew he was really stranded. I would pick him up, put him in the in the – seat behind us get about a minute down the road and sure enough he's drunk huh and talking crazy stuff mm-hmm. we've already put him in our car you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and now fortunately nothing happened but we got it was about a 15 minute drive to where he needed to go to his house or whatever but I have a similar story i just i just talked to myself you know what trying to do a good deed here we pick up a drunk you know, I said, this is the last time I'm doing this. Unless it's a mother and a daughter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not picking up any more dudes. Uh, you're just going to have to keep walking because uh, uh, this kind of, th- this is very dangerous uh, situation. Go ahead, Steve. When I was 14, my first job ever, I had to work at a pizza parlor. On weekends, they wouldn't close until 2 o'clock. It's probably illegal, but I had to work until 2. I didn't drive. So my dad had to come down and pick me up at 2 in the morning at the pizza parlor. We were driving back one time, 2 in the morning, and we see this guy stranded by the side of the road. We stop. We pick him up. He gets in the car. We start driving. My dad, by the way, is a pastor. Uh, was a pastor for 47 years. The, uh, the guy gets in the car and starts swearing up and down about this car. Blinking, blinking car, just blinking. I can't believe So, what do you do? I'm a pastor. I was just praying that someone would come along. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, I swear. That's exactly what happened. Hey, I, get, I get that. I've mentioned this before. So uh, my wife and I, Allison, we, we like to go to Destin, Florida about two or three times a year just to get away. We don't have kids at home anymore, so we can do that. We're free. <laughs> but I go if I go golf down there, I have to golf by myself. So the golf course usually puts me with people, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they'll pair me up. But people you don't even know, it's just random. But this golfers understand how this works. So and have, this has happened like three or four times over the years where I go. They put me in a cart. I meet the guy. Hey, how you doing? My name's Tim. We're going to be together for four hours, yeah. right? Uh, I mean – and you're sitting, there's no social distancing in the golf cart, right? You get to know somebody pretty well. So, inevitably, we'll be golfing, and I'll get a cusser, right? And uh, that, and so that's golf, that, golf in, in gender is a lot of cussing. Yes, yeah. Not, this, this is not, I've done this many, many times. This has only happened like three or four times, so I don't want to exaggerate. But you'll get a cusser, and, and you know, you don't want to be Elmer Gantry right off the bat, right, telling him to clean it up, you know, on hole number two, right? So I usually give it about three or four holes, and inevitably he'll say, well, what do you do for a living? <laughs> I'll say, I work for a Christian ministry. That's how I start, you know. <laughs> and and he'll go, he'll go, oh, man, I'm sorry. 
I didn't. I, you know, I don't. I don't normally cuss like this. Uh, um, and then, then he'll try his best the rest of the round to shoot darn. You know right. what I'm saying? But 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 they but they look. You see the look on their face when they find out you work for a Christian ministry and they've been swearing for three holes. Yep. All right. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Take care.